Hello and welcome to the Get It Straight Podcast. I'm Jason Sorotin, and today we have some legends in the building. We have Mr. Dino Watts at DinoWatt.com. How are you, Dino? Awesome. I'm great. Thank you. We have Mr. Brian Wright, founder of Wright Chat and the New Patient Group. How are you doing, Brian? All is good. And we have David with Dental Monitoring. David, how are you? I am a little hungover, maybe. <laughs> but life is good. Let's well, go. Honesty. I was going to say it. But. <laughs> yeah, I would say if you're not hung over at the last day of the conference, then you're not conferencing right. Hey, wait are you, a minute. Are you supposed to announce I, that I, on live I, air, though? I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not in that group. I'm yeah. not in that group. <laughs> so, guys, we're, we're going to be talking about consumer trends and, and all that stuff today. Let's just start out with a brief introduction. We'll start with David at Dental Monitoring. David, tell everybody what it is you do. That is a great question. Um, my Official title is Director of Business Development for North America, but um, I think that's just a fancy term for lobbyist. Wow. Uh, I just kind of connect pieces. They say, this is what I'm working on. Can you help with this? Can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, well, you need to talk to this person, this person. But um, I, I work with different groups. I work with manufacturers. Um, I just kind of try to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Very cool. Dino, tell me your story. Everybody's been talking. Have you met Dino? Have you talked to Dino? Do you want the whole story? I want the whole story. We don't have enough <laughs> time for that whole story. <laughs> now, so um, a lot of people would call it consulting. I don't call it consulting. I'm more of a coach. Uh, I actually have a company called DinoWatt.com, and I focus on helping leaders magnify who they are and what they do. And teams, I want to unify those teams. So my whole focus is leaders, teams, and then through that, they'll make more money in their business every single time. That's 100%. It's, people, it's a people-based world. Yeah, absolutely. The relationships are the most important. 100%. Yeah. So, Brian, you've got two businesses. T- take us through them. What are you doing? Yeah, so new patient group. Inevitably, as a business owner, there's, there's three things we all want to accomplish, whether you're an orthodontist, a, a plumber, lawyer, or me. And it's you want a business that grows on autopilot with, with you working less, uh, reduce the stress, and have the business grow in a way that you can achieve more of what you want out of your life. And the second one is, is have a team that's trained in a way that, that converts lost opportunities and does things that you want them to do when you're not looking. The other one is, is we all want a steady flow of good customers for our business. And uh, that's what New Patient Group does under one roof, is we help those, those three biggest challenges as a business owner, because most business owners don't even accomplish one of those things, let alone all three. So we do those th- three things under one roof uh, with New Patient Group. And then Right Chat, simple model. Uh, new Patient Call comes into your office. Uh, if you miss it, uh, we're big believers the the answering service days are over because people are just going right to the next guy on Google. So we answer it, talk as if we're sitting at your front desk, remote end to your software, and convert that new patient without them ever knowing. So we got some music playing in the background of that. <laughs> what is that about? should be wearing my, my red leather jacket. You should. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to talk about, you know, consumer trends. We're at a giant event right now. <laughs> what are you guys seeing as the trends that are popping out to you on the floor at the conference? <laughs> I'm, I'm having a hard time finding 3D printers. I don't know about you guys, but that's been... Uh, I'm, in been search, I'm in search a of a new aligners. How about clear aligners? <laughs> Anybody clear do aligners yeah. in here? You know, that's, you know, it's funny. I remember, I, remember uh, I, I don't know, five, six years ago, and uh, Invisalign was there. You know, I'm an ex-Invisalign guy. Big, big fan, big supporter. And and uh, we were like on, the only aligner company. And then I think it was like, De- I don't remember where it was, 2018 we were somewhere. And it's like, holy shit, there's a lot of aligner. A lot of aligners. And now it's like, 
a lot of aligners. Yeah. And custom custom brackets. Like you're seeing yep. a lot more of like you know the KL Owens out here and and um, Life you know Life Force. Guys, you yeah. know. Yeah. And so I think the what we're finding is the digital digital solutions. People are looking you know digital. They're looking for you know technology to drive their business. I've been hearing that people don't want they don't want to wait. They want it now. They want it now. Yeah. yeah the, Convenience. The, the docs that I've talked to uh, during the trade have all said that they want to be able to print aligners in their place and retainers yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, so, I, so I worked at Carbon as you know, sales director at Carbon, huge Carbon guy in, manufa- in manufacturing. And, man, it's so difficult in the workflows that it takes. Um, it makes sense, right, when you think manufacturing and, and doing it in-house. I mean, there's a reason why people outsource everything. There's a reason why I, I wanted Dino and Brian on this call together because they both have technologies that really complement each other that require outsourcing. And the outsourcing is where the profitability comes, and that's what, you know, they, things they understand. That's the biggest challenge I see with the in-house aligners printing them now. I think it's a good model, but that model requires people. Yep. And, you know, we have clients on both sides of the equation, the outsource and, and then also keeping it in-house, and that... It sounds all nice and pretty, but when you have to hire five more people to make it happen, that's something we're not against, and Dino can talk more, but we're not against it, but we adamantly try to find the right outsource partners that can do it most likely better than your employees anyway, reduce the headaches. A lot of times those outsource partners are actually investments that are at the same time helping you grow, as opposed to a lot of times employees can, unfortunately, that sometimes can hold you back. So the in-house aligner thing is great, but that's why we're advocates for Invisalign, speak for them uh, for a reason, is I would rather outsource it and let them handle it. And then you can focus more on your customer standing in front of you. Yeah. You know, a lot of those admin things, answering the phones, verifying insurance, all the admin stuff inevitably is a barrier from customer service. Yeah, I, I, for me, it's a matter of, uh, I always say people are like water. We're always going to the least force of resistance, right? And I think sometimes at these shows, doctors can see these really cool things. Hey, I can print the liners in my office and I don't have to outsource so I can save this money. And so they think it's going to be a path of least resistance, but it's not always that way. I was just talking to Dr. Eric Wu. A lot of people know him from um, U-Labs and he he's, has an amazing setup, but he's got seven different 3D printers in a garage that he's able to do that. Not every doctor is able to do that. So it really becomes about, is it profitable? Is it not just about your time, but it's about who you are well, and, you're and with, what you get out of it. Yeah. You're with these folks. You're, you're on the ground talking to the, to the doctors. What are, what are they looking for? What are the, are, are, do they want, the people you're talking to, are they looking for 3D printers? Well, it depends. It depends on what the outcome of their goals are, right? So I always ask them that, why? Why do you want a 3D printer? Mm-hmm. What's, your, what's the purpose? Do you want to just do some, be able to do some uh, retainers in your office really fast and not have to worry about that? Cool, I understand that. But are you really looking to be the source of all of your aligners? Are you looking to help out somebody just to, to straighten out the front four and that's what you're going to work on? Okay, cool. But again, I think too often, and I think all of us do this, not just doctors, but we look for... What's the easiest thing that's going to help me get the most money as I possibly can without as much effort? But we don't always think through that, what that is going to require. And so we just got to be careful. About it. To Brian's point, like it's not always the most financial thing to do. How are, you know, speaking of the clear aligners, with so many companies, how are you seeing them differentiate themselves? I mean, because at the end of the day, how different can all of them be? That's a great question. 
I'm not going down this pathway. Yeah, this is a this is a can of. Well, uh, David's already cussed on your podcast. Talked about I know, drinking. I was so say, he knows where he's going to go. About how he's, he's still hungover. He's no, cussed. Yeah. I, was like, I didn't know if this is a PG-13 or a PG thing. But yeah. Well, you guys know well, Judd Johns. He's my co-host typically, <laughs> so we say whatever we want. Okay. Right. Let me uh, let me tackle that yeah. on the non-clinical side. And this is a mistake I think a lot of the docs make. They get so into the, the weeds clinically, which obviously they've got to do to be a, a great clinician. So I'm not saying don't do it. But on the non-clinical, the reason why Invisalign has this market and will for many, many years is that almost 99% of the consumers know who they are. Right. So that is what's being they entered. Brand awareness. Yeah. Yeah. They are and Kleenex. Yeah. They are Kleenex. Yeah. They're the jet ski. Velcro. Yeah. You know, yeah. and... You know, and that's where, from a marketing standpoint, it saves you so much money if you piggyback off of companies that are spending, <laughs> hey there, <laughs> spending millions on your behalf to create a brand that then your practice doesn't have to create. Yeah. So it's all then about shooting the right content to where when you're clicked on, you know, you have better content than the other people they're searching around for. So that's just from a marketing standpoint, non-clinically, what I think a lot of people overlook. Yep. And- to, to touch on that, you know, for, I, I think at the end of the day, it, it, what works best in the doctor's hands, you know, um, at the, we all know teeth need three things to move, time, force, and space. That's it. They don't know if it's plastic pushing them, what type of plastic. Different plastics work different for different people. I, I think that's what's important. You know, I might use ULAB, but, and have incredible experience, but then somebody else might use Invisalign. And, and have an incredible experience. And I think doctors just have to find out what, what platform is it that they yep. want. I've, yep. seen, I've seen some stuff on the floor, um, like the assisting robots that can follow you around, <laughs> take you supplies. <laughs> have you guys seen that around? Is it really on here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really? yeah wow. there's a robot. You can say, you know, it'll go in your office. You can look at it and say, hey, bring me a coffee. It can't make the coffee, but it will go to the front, the front desk or wherever it knows to get coffee, and it'll tell the person that works there, hey, give me coffee. Or Brian, Brian's on his phone right now ordering that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, kind of, I'm trying to. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or, or, I, or it'll go to the lab, and, you know, you can put the retainer on the tray, wow. and, it, and it delivers it. Just so many interesting things. Wow. Are can you, you name that C-3PO? Like, you is that allowed you name crazy. the name? Yeah, and I saw a guy walking around. He was walking around. It was just following him. I saw around. him walking around. I didn't know what it was. I saw the robot following him, and I thought, okay, that's a, that's a cool trick. I didn't I, know what it was. That is. It, it's actually, you know, it's funny because I, I saw it, and I'm such an efficiency person, and, and I look at things. How, how, how do we just be more efficient, period, and result? Because efficiency creates profitability. And I saw this thing, and I was like, I don't understand it. And then they started like kind of explaining to me and it was actually really fun. Like, and, and they said, they're like, kids love it. And, and we all know people don't want to come to the ortho, ortho practice. I mean, right. it, but when they are there, give them a fun experience. Kind of, you know, Brian, Brian and Dino, you guys talk a lot about wowing them, right? Like how do you wow the consumer? How do you give them that, that unforgettable experience? It adds to it, actually. Sure. I, I think it's actually That's really neat. It's yep. definitely worth checking out because for a few thousand dollars, you can have some fun with some kids that yep. are probably maybe scared to come in, you know, might, might have fear, and all of a sudden they, they can kind of make a little buddy with it. I think, you know, and that's what excites me about this podcast because, like, we're all big consumer forward people, like consumer experience. Yeah. How, how do, is it chicken versus the egg, right? Is it the consumers that are driving the change in the industry or is it the, the doctors that are the forward ones driving, driving to the consumer? 
And, and when you look at this, like some of the different technologies, like dental monitoring and whatnot, it's like the chicken egg. Is it the consumer pushing or the doctor and, and whatnot? I think it's the, I, I really think the consumers are the ones who push it. They're the ones who asked for Invisalign over and over again because Invisalign's marketing was so good. But consumers push innovation um, because they're the ones, if they're asking for it and people hear it over and over again, they know that they can make money if they just get it. I think it's a, a challenge for this industry because if you listen to Jeff Bezos back when he was really young, he would do these really tough, they're on YouTube and the quality of the videos are terrible, <laughs> but he's constantly talking about you start with the customer and you work back towards the technology. This industry has always been about what's best for the ortho yeah, and not point. necessarily what's best for the customer. And if you ever want to know how that's changed, you come to an event like this, I mean, there's what? 4,000 booths to an industry that only has about 7,000 family-owned orthodontists. I literally said that to my assistant when we were walking in the first day. I was like, think about this. There's not that many, like, it's a small industry it compared is. to other industries. There's, yep. there's 10,000 orthodontists. I mean, that's... It, it, it's crazy. There were 867 graduates last yep. year. I mean, well, that is just insane. Wow. Yep. You think about how many billions of dollars are at play in this space. Yep. It's, it's really powerful. And I've noticed, you know, speaking of digital, everybody I've talked to has talked about digital workflow, analytics, you know, Gage, who are really good friends of ours, you know, and their analytics tool. Are you guys seeing doctors and their practices caring more about the analytics side so they can make smarter decisions for their customers and their business? Ooh. Uh, Could that be uh, a three-hour uh, on stage? That would actually be fun. Yeah, it would. Literally get on stage for a few hours and, and, and yeah. sit in big, white, poofy chairs. <laughs> yeah. That would be and, amazing. And hammer this one. Um, you take it. it. Oh, God. Um, yeah. I would say Data. it would be nice. Like, that would be really nice if yeah. that's how it was. I, don't, I honestly don't think that's I don't think it's how it is either. I, I, it I should don't. be. It should be. But I don't think how like, like I, I, I'm a huge Gage fan. Uh, people know if I didn't work for Dental Monitoring, I'd probably be working for Gage because I, I am that big of a believer in it. But I'm also a business person. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lot different mindset. You know, I'm the son of a dentist who, who thinks completely different than I do. Um, but when I look at, you know, I look at Gage, like I have Gage on my phone. So I have access to a lot of our clients' Gage dashboards. So I can go in and look and say, hey, like we could be doing this differently or we could fix this. And I don't even work for the doctor or, or Gage. And that's what, and they still put me to it because at the end of the day, data doesn't lie. Yeah. And you've got to use data to, to make decisions. That's, you know, dental monitoring is working on some really cool stuff I can't talk about yet, but um, you've, you've got to have, you've got to have the understanding of what's happening to then make those changes internally that are a, then going to be better for the staff, which we all know staffing is such an issue right now, but also better for their patient experience. Yeah. Let me, uh, so this is going to be an upcoming, so I have a, the new patient group podcast and the data doesn't lie, but it does. Let me just, <laughs> there, there, there's two types of lost opportunities. There, there's the ones that the data will tell you and it makes it easy that you're losing a new patient. No show. It's a lost opportunity. You know, you're at 70% conversion, right? You lost 30%. Those are clear, but from an entrepreneur perspective, and this is how a small business has to run differently than a corporation even though this can help a corporation, sometimes it's just hard to convince them, is that it's the opportunities that you don't know about or what's killing you. As an example, new patient calls your practice today, nobody answers. They go to Joe down the street, the next person on Google, where there's no data that tells you that you just lost $6,000 as an orthodontist. 
So those, and, and those happen to businesses in all industries all the time. But because you can't put your finger on it, it's almost impossible to convince people, unless you're a very forward-thinking business person, that you're losing hundreds of thousands of dollars a year as an orthodontist in areas that you just can't put your finger on. And I think, actually, I'm glad you brought this up because I think that that's what BrainBytes Creative, my agency, does is we're putting our finger on and solving that problem mm -hmm. because if you can look at search volume and you can see where you rank for that search term, right? If you're looking for braces near me and there are a thousand people that search in Springfield, Illinois every month and you don't rank on the, on the page one, you missed out on a thousand opportunities. No doubt. Or, sorry, it'd be about 70% of the opportunities if you got all of them. But still, yep. you're, you're, you, you miss all the shots you don't take, right? Yep. And, and you're missing out on conversation after conversation when you are not out there in a place. And so what you said, you're right. That's why you have to be on Google. You have to be on number one. It's everything. It's what you, it's what you do. It's what you do. Mm -hmm. It's what I do. It's what they do that create this actual efficiencies yep. that really, I feel over the past three years of talking to orthos, they are starting to get it. They're starting to understand the, the data and the effect that Google and all those things have. Yeah. And you, you come to again to a place like this and most companies, not all, but most companies are all about dumping more water into your glass. How do you do more, 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 more? Right. How do you get more customers? How do you do this? Blah, 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 blah. When as an ortho, you know, they're not selling $50 t-shirts. So it's, it's very, it's not easy is not the right word, but it's easier to go transform and grow an orthodontic practice than going into a t-shirt shop as an example. But the orthos just have to, they have to understand that just like we're talking about, if, if your TC can sell better, right? if you're receptionist and you plug that hole on the front end and you reduce your no-shows, you just grow 300 grand in one year with no extra customers whatsoever. If you add more of the good customers like you're talking about and you have everything else converting inside your doors, it, it's, there's 400 plus thousand dollars in smaller orthos just sitting there right in front of them without them going and paying to put more water into the glass. Well, I think the challenge comes with, to add to that, with the base idea that, as you said, Brian, entrepreneurs think a certain way. And unfortunately, we do work in an industry where these incredibly smart guys and gals get amazing education, get nothing around actual how to be an entrepreneur, which yep. is the stress and the frustration. So they're not actually thinking, well, let me see the ROI in these numbers. <laughs> right? That's why, honestly, when I first got into this industry, one of the things that I realized was there were a lot of predatory companies out there that realized these doctors didn't know what they didn't know, and so they could actually take advantage of that. Oh, that's your website, and you paid 10000 for that website? <laughs> yeah, yeah because, they're, because they are an ortho website company. Well, what make, makes them an ortho website company? Well, because yeah. they said so. It's like, this is an awful business plan. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Yeah. And I think that happens a lot, and I don't know if everyone's... Um, Look, everybody's busy, everybody's overwhelmed, everybody's, especially as you mentioned, the, the hiring challenges going on right now. So again, path of least resistance. Yep. So they're not thinking down those lines. That's why when, like Brian and I were just having this conversation around virtual appointments and how that is something where it's a missed opportunity, but they can't put their finger on it yep. because nobody's coming to them saying, oh, I wish I could do a virtual appointment, but they're probably thinking that they just don't know that's an option. Yep. 
And that's where it comes in too, is a lot of times the consumer doesn't know. So, you know, if yes. you, you ask the inventor of the car, you know, if, if the inventor of the car went to people back then and said, what do you want? They would have told you a faster, faster horse. horse. Yeah. You know, they, they don't know a lot of times what they want. So right. you have to generate, because that's a constant complaint inside Northo. Not a complaint, but a constant saying is our patients don't want right. fill in the blank. Totally. Which is one of the biggest mindset shifts that I know Dino works on and work on is just to get away from that saying, because it's not the case. Or idea earlier we were talking about of like, but people want to come into our office and experience our office. Yeah, they want to see us. It's like nobody does. Yeah. The, the least places I have to go in my day, the better. Yep. No, oh, especially now. Especially now. So, so um, good friend of mine, I've uh, been a fan for many years. Not you guys that are sitting here. but Thanks, buddy. But um, no. So one of our patients, actually, is none other than Chris Benson. Okay. And he is a patient of dental monitoring who is being treated by an orthodontist in a completely different state, which is really cool. Um, but Chris, Chris told me years ago, and it, it, he barely even remembers it. I mean, this was like 2012, 13. So there's four C's in orthodontics. And ever since I heard this, I have always said, oh my God, the four C's makes complete sense. Communication, convenience, control, and compliance. And if you can manage those four C's, you can fix all your problems in the industry because every patient has a challenge that one of those four C's can fix. If the patient has a challenge, the staff has a challenge. Staff has a challenge, the doctor has a challenge. Doctor has a challenge, it's more difficult for them to achieve what it is they want. And you name me one patient challenge that can't be managed by one of those four C's, I'll give you a hundred bucks or a thousand dollars because they're so critical. And people think dental monitoring, people like monitoring, monitor, whatever, we're really just a digital platform that manages those four C's. And you set it up. You know, we have doctors that want to work less days. We have a doctor that does 750 starts a year, and he works five hours Tuesday, five hours Wednesday. We have a doctor that has, what, three staff, two, three, two staff members and does 2.5 million in production and works. Yeah. You know, because of the, the digital platform that we do and the automation and the AI, and as you guys were talking about, you know, the consumer, the, the consumer's changed. The consumer's changing more today yep and faster today than they have in the past. And that's why, so the reason we're all here today is because Brian was telling me about Right Chat, and I've known about it, I've known Brian for years. Dino was telling me not too long ago about a virtual consultation platform, and I said, oh, Brian, have you, have you and Dino talked about collaboration on, on these two? Because they're very similar. So I thought today, we could, why don't we just sit down with Jason and, and have Right Chat talk about that, have Dino talk about what he's working on, so then maybe people start to put together the pieces that you got to give the options to patients asking what they want, and outsourcing these two technologies would be incredible. For me, it's a matter of looking at the evolution of the, of the industry. And if we look back to 2000, right, this event would have had a line, and there would have probably been doctors out here who admit a line would have been a much smaller booth back then. Doctors out here be like, you're crazy. Plastic can never straighten teeth. This is insane. <laughs> and now we just talked about how many aligner companies out there. Ten years ago, we had doctors who were saying, we should do same-day starts. We should be able to take our patient, see him in the first day, and then give him treatment on the day. Doctors were, that's heresy. We have to have our three <laughs> different appointments to do what we do. And, and now... If you're not doing same-day starts, at least offering it in some way, either a same-day contract, whatever, yep. you're missing out on cash big time. They're going to the other person who's offering it. 
I see virtual as the future. I see virtual as something within the next couple of years, we're gonna see more and more people going, all right, how do we not have to see patients right away, spend an hour, hour and a half doing a consultation, let people do it from their lunch break, let people do it from their car, and then sign clients up and then get them in here just to put braces on or do their aligners. And so with Brian, with RightChat, what I see there is the ability to have, what you need is you need team members who also see the value in that, who can point them towards a virtual consultation. We're, we're slimmer on team members right now, not only just the ones we already have, but trying to get new team members. So everyone's talking about digital, digital workflow, digital labs. You're not a digital company if you're not thinking about virtual consultations and how to have other outsource, like Brian said, answering phones, doing those things. Well, let's debunk on the, on the mystery, not the mystery, on the, uh, the virtual consultation. There's an there's a industry-wide saying of those are bad patients. Right. Those are those are price shoppers <laughs> and they no show and they uh-huh. which, of course, okay. you know, the people that schedule in-house no show. The no show rate in orthodontics for coming in is high and right. they're shopping in two, three, four practices. It's the process that you use yes. from how your receptionist speaks to what happens from the time you hang up that phone call to the time the, the Zoom meeting or however you want to carry out that virtual happens. And it's one of the reasons why I don't think no-shows are fixed in ortho practices is I think the practice blames the patient. They don't look in the mirror and say, we've got to revamp the whole process and look at ourselves. And when we do, they're going to show up and they're going to buy. And there's tons of practices that prove it. And and what Dino's saying, you've got the power of... So the Robert Cialdini world, everyone knows the power of persuasion. That's a very popular book. His better book that not a lot of people know is The Power of Persuasion. Yeah. So The Power of Persuasion for a, really any business, but ortho now, is the time they shop to the time they call to what happens before they show up. Mm-hmm. They should be sold and ready to buy prior to them ever walking in through the door. And in this industry, it's very much it's the TC's fault if they didn't buy. It's just as much the receptionist's fault 100%. and everything else <laughs> that goes into it. Hallelujah. No doubt, no doubt about right. it. So, Preach it, brother. I'm Preach. telling you. And I'll even go one beyond that. It's, or one further than that, it is the marketing. Who's, who's marketing to whom to get them to call to then have that, that director of first impressions actually set them up for the TC's success? It is a three process. It, totally. Agreed. And that, Don't get so, me started, Brian. Don't, there, there, was a guy, there was a guy at our booth, so over at the new patient group booth, and I'm talking to him, and we always try to learn, you know, part of what we do is we, we make sure the business is set up in a way so they can get the most out of their life. You know, if they tell us, I want to work three days a week, see my kids, make more money, we tell them you can't do braces anymore. Like, it's just, <laughs> sorry, you can grow with braces, and you may have success, but you're going to work more and more, it's going to be chaos. So we get into this conversation, and this guy's like, I want to charge a high fee, um, but I don't understand why I keep getting price shoppers. So we go right to Google, and I, we type in his, his address, and he's doing pay-per-click, and he's doing it for like $3,800 for Invisalign. Like, those are his ads. And then he wonders why people are coming in and he can't charge $7,000. It's the wrong customer. Right. It's, the wrong, it, it's, the, it's matching the right customer to the business frame. It'd be like a Best Western guy showing up to the Ritz-Carlton. It doesn't work. But that goes back to, to a lot of orthodontists being in this mindset that all they have to do is check the marketing box. Right. They don't have yeah. to understand it yeah. or work with it. Be involved in it. Yeah, but they are yeah. really the one. But the ones who do, I mean, if you look at all of our clients on Gage, it is a, a direct up and to the right. And so that is the whole plan. 
get all these folks to understand those things that we're all talking about. Totally. It'll change their business. Yep. Well, let me ask you then, because <laughs> you're in that industry. Here's what I felt was interesting. Brian, I don't, Brian, I don't know if this is your experience too, but so I, I've been in the marketing world for a very long time. Uh, I've grown businesses myself. When I got in this industry, the word that tripped me up the most was the word marketing. Because I would have people talk about marketing and I'd ask them about their marketing and they would say, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, we go and visit doctor's offices all the time and give them gifts and we take them what I call bribes all the time. And I went, oh, that's not marketing. Yeah. Like, nope. do you realize you're talking about networking? You're not talking yeah. about marketing? So for, I would like to know how you have that conversation with because if they're using the wrong word and trying yep. to get the right uh, result, they're never going to get it. Such a great point. And that, I think that's where what our special sauce has been, has been able to articulate what the issue is with data. Okay. Right? When you look, all of our consultations start with a 300 a list of keywords, 300 keywords, and we run them through an analysis based on the person's city and their web address to find out where they mm -hmm. rank. That is real data. It's third-party data. I didn't make it. Right, right. So if it, yeah. it, and it shows you right away. When they see that they're not, because most of these folks are not on the first 22 pages for most of the key terms, yep. wow. or they have a, one ranking here and one ranking there. When they see that, they realize that checking the box no longer works. Right. Yep. So it, it's the, what you were saying earlier, when you look at the facts, like, or Dino might have said it, when you look at those facts, they're very, very clear. And then all it's about is saying, you know, I heard today that there's a competitor of ours here who's doing um, pay-per-click setups for $49 and then doing the work for $215 a month. Oh, boy. Boom. Yeah. This is a, a master. That is, that is the clearest sign of robbery, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. So you're basically, from what Brian was saying, wow. I think you add to, the, to what he's saying is, I have a saying that I say to my clients, which is, there's no competitive advantage to being the second lowest price leader in anything. So you have Walmart as the number one consumer, yeah. lowest consumer in the world. Who's number two? Nobody cares. Right. So to the doctor that's trying to have a $7,500 patient and yet you're running ads for 3500 bucks, of course you're going to get these guys who are price shopping. No one price shops at Nordstrom's. Right. Everyone price shops at Walmart and Amazon. That's right? what they're Valid. there for. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so as you're... That's what I'm saying is when we're looking at these numbers, when we're looking at what the doctors don't know, whether it be through education or what's possible for the, the teams and for their business, they're not thinking around that number. To your four C's, yep. those are the things that they need to attack more often, but they're looking at what's in front of them right now. What's the biggest pain point right now? And so it's not always as apparent to them. Yep. yep. And that one, one dirty word that, you know, you look at, you look at all these booths, and obviously, you're going to have to be an expert in sales. Look at the competition. And in ortho, it's a little Did bit... Did you just say the word sales, I know. Brian? Dun, dun, dun. You car salesman. Uh, uh, let, let me... Uh, so just because Dino said that, let me, let, me, let me revert back for a sec. What I mean by that, and what, what we talk about on stage, is, is all sales is, is knowing how to educate ethically in a way that places more value on what you have to offer, as opposed to somewhere else they could go, spend their money, refer, spend their time, whatever. So that, that's a good definition to just let everyone know there's, there's nothing wrong with sales. If there's no salespeople, the economy doesn't work. I, I was getting ready to say that I used to tell people all the time when I'd go into a doctor's office, a few things. I'd say, 
you got to remember, A, nothing ever happens until a sale is made. That's right. You you don't even have to have a product, but you're going to have a product if you make the sale that you do have a product or whatnot. And I've also told doctors over the years, um, you know, I'm I'm a little different. Like, my brain works a little different than than some. No, no. Wait, your brain is working? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, that's what he means. That's why it works different. It doesn't work. It's a little foggy. (laughs) It's a little foggy today. But but I tell tell doctors all the time, I'm like, if, if you are a smart doctor, you pick the brain of your best sales reps because those sales reps are also the same sales reps that are in other people's business, yeah. other practices. They're on the ground floor. Happening. You're the ground floor. So if you want to learn what others are doing that are working and not working, find your really good sales rep yep. and just pick their brain. Yep. It's not hard. Well, Brian, you said it yesterday, right? You said if any of these TCs, well, let's say the majority of these TCs were to have to go and get an actual sales job, they would not work. You're right. And they, it, they, it, they go hungry. <laughs> and that, that is the mind. That's kind of why I was getting in. That's the mindset shift with the new consumer and where Crazy. all this is going. Is this, this is an industry that has always looked inside its own for training and coaching, et cetera. And whenever we do workshops, we did one all day Friday for OrthoFi. And, you know, we'll have the receptionists and the TCs and even the doctors get up there and do their exam. And after they're done, I pull up slides that say exactly what they just said. Like, I already know I what they're going to say. So smart. And, and it, the point is, is that's why people price shop, because they cannot differentiate between a better clinician, a better yeah. this and that. Everyone in this industry is the same, even though they try to convince themselves they're, they're unique. They're the, they're the same, and those slide decks, they yeah. prove it. And it's because this industry goes inside its doors to a TC or a former doctor that's a consultant, and they teach what they learned inside the practice. The number one trait of billionaires is they have a coach, and the number one trait of those coaches is they come from outside that billionaire's industry. They do not want anybody that's going to look at it through the same lenses as them. Mm-hmm. And this industry, for whoever's listening, advice, is go outside your world. Because what Dino said, and it's not for us to be mean or downgrade. Like, there's a lot of things they know that I don't. That's Absolutely, for sure. Absolutely, 100%. But, the, the, like, you take Invisalign or DM or a lot of these companies that trust the hourly employee to sell. That would, they would never hire that employee on their own sales force in a million years. They have to be trained on real-world hospitality, customer service, sales, presentation by people that are experts, but also know what's going on inside the practice. Like, that's a good marriage. you got to know somewhat what's going on in there. I think that's where Dino comes in. That's where we come in. And it's just getting their mindset to look outside their doors and think differently when it comes to a coach. Well, and, and uh, you know, patients, well, let's call them consumers. Consumers are changing today. Mm-hmm. And we, doctors have to have the ability to offer, offer that consumer what they want. So Jason works in helping bring them in. But what good is it to spend all this money if, you can't, if, if, if they're not closing? What good is it to market right. those people if they can't close it? And so what I love about uh, Brian and, and Dino and, and two of their business models is a it's very difficult to train people in this industry um oftentimes we're working too much in the business and not on the business and that's why you hire consultants out there but but what i love about like right chat is they are trained professionals and they're trained to know about your business they're trained to have access to your scheduling and whatnot so when you you don't have to focus as much on, on training those type of people because that is the first impression that is made. And so it's so critical to have that. From there, 
you've got to have someone trained to be able to give options to that consumer. You've got to have someone that can say, you know, thank you for coming. Uh, let's collect the basics. Now, because of you called and this, this, would you prefer to come in or would you prefer a virtual consultation? And everyone's trying to figure out virtual consultations. And it's not easy because we have a platform that helps with it. And but you, having that option out there to offer it. Now, if you want to offer, and that patient says, you know what, I'd rather have a virtual consultation. Don't go and train your TC how to sell a, in a virtual consultation. Go out and effing hire somebody that's a professional to do it. Yep. Because that is a totally different sales. It's kind of like when dental monitoring was being uh, distributed by Rocky Mountain. Big fan of Rocky Mountain. Um, that sales rep was a product sales rep. We are a technology company selling a vision, and that's why it was very difficult for them to sell. But then, so find someone like like Dino, that when that patient says yes, like I'd rather I'm, I'm so busy, you know, I live two minutes away, but I've got whatever it is. Um, get somebody that knows exactly how to close that and that yep. has been trained professionally to do it. And that's why when I heard of Right Chat and what Dino was working on with his virtual TC, I was like, man. Brian's got the front person trained to ask the exact questions needed to help close the case. Dino has that virtual person that is trained professionally. Yep. You were telling me yesterday you had a doctor close a couple cases. He, yeah. She didn't even and know the patient. She didn't even know the never, patient. Never saw the never patient. Never even saw the patient. Talked to him. Yeah. Yep. Well, I yeah. thought those were bad patients. How'd they close them? Right. Exactly. And that's the thing, mm. too. Professionals. It's, yeah. it's funny because you said that earlier, Brian. I think it's so true. We put these labels, or I will say people... Whenever we don't want to move forward with something, we put a label on something without actually it being true. It's just our own made-up stuff. Bias. And here, when doc- bias. And when doctors say, oh, those aren't really... But you know what? First of all, if they are all shoppers, doesn't that save you? If I can get through a shopper in 10 minutes on a virtual appointment, as opposed to having come into your office for an hour and 20 minutes, I'd rather do that as a business owner. Yep. Second of all, if they're not shoppers, which I don't think they are, and there's ways to actually filter them through than to have someone actually close them while you're at the beach, why it's a Sunday, why it's, we close a, a client on Mother's Day this year. <laughs> they wanted an appointment on Mother's Day. We're going to give them an appointment on Mother's Day. But to your point of, if they're not able to put their fo- finger on it and say, well, I don't know how many people actually want to come and see me on Friday. Well, what if it was one person every yeah. Friday for the next year? One person every Friday, you close one patient on a Friday that you're not in the office, it's six grand a pop for 52 weeks in the year. That's a pretty good year. It adds up quick. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Every, every $6,000 counts in my book. Yep. So when we are looking at that and having the right person do that, right, have the right professionals do it, like that changes the game, but you have to be willing to actually do it. And that's the, I was on a podcast right, right when COVID started to slow down a little bit. And they said, we were talking about it, and they said, what do you think's a good thing that's come from COVID? I just said the only thing I can, I can think of is that it's, it's made people feel pain. You know, a lot of the orthodontists, even if, if you're not doing well, are making more than the majority of the country. So it's very hard sometimes to get them. Like we hear with DM all the time, well, we're not, we don't need it yet. Like right. we, we don't have enough flow, you know, right. or they wait. And it, it's like we all wait until we're overweight. Then, then we try to lose the weight yes. or we all wait until our relationship goes to hell. And then we try to fix the relationship. Does this now just become about me, Brian? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I had yeah, that COVID-19 yeah, yeah. pounds. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. You, you, <laughs> 100%. And, 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 but listen to what we're saying. This all goes back to what the consumer wants. Yes. This all goes back to consumer behavior. Totally. Yep. It, period. 
end result. No doubt. Consumer behavior. I also think an interesting thing happened during the pandemic is the orthos had time to think about things in their business like marketing, where they're going, where they're headed. And then they had that period of time, so they got some things implemented in a lot of cases. And then there was that boom in in things. So I just feel like it was a full ramp up. Yeah. It was, and that's what's cool because it made everything, it gave them a chance to focus and have conversations with people because they were out of the office. They had nothing else to do. <laughs> let, let, oh. me, let me be the contrarian for a moment. I actually think one of the worst things that came out of COVID was that almost every doctor I know had a good year. They were freaking out for two months when they were closed down. I actually talked to a doctor this morning, love him, he's an awesome guy. And he's like, COVID was awesome. I had two months off. Uh, I had the best, one of the best years ever. If I could have two months off every year, I'd love it. <laughs> and so what it did is it gave this false sense of, oh, yep. well, we don't need to change anything. It's yeah. fine. We can go back to normal. But what's happening right now, the world is telling them you can't go back to normal because we got people who yep. don't want to work, who don't want to come into your office. So it, that's a negative thing that came out of COVID is the false sense of security. I agree. I was looking at, so I did a presentation for a group of orthodontists up in uh, Seattle a few weeks ago. And a lot of it was geared, you know, there's more to monitoring. And, and we talked a lot about the data behind that, that we use to help practices be more efficient. And we talked about the consumer experience. And it was funny because I, I, I had a bunch of slides on, you know, different trends pre and post COVID or pre, and, I mean, we're still kind of in COVID, but one of them was, um, uh, uh, food delivery stuff. Uh, one was on groceries and ordering groceries. And, and I was that guy when I'll, I'll never forget, I, I, like two months before COVID, I was like, man, I'm never ordering food. Like, I don't, how lazy can we be as Americans <laughs> to open up an app and have like Taco Bell delivered? I mean, I don't eat Taco Bell, but pretty dang but, but COVID hit, restaurants were forced to shut down. I downloaded like Grubhub and DoorDash because I wanted to support these businesses. And so what did I do? I started ordering. Sure. Shit, I didn't go back. I still order. I, sure. It's Sunday yeah. night. I'm it's like, convenience. It's I'm on Sunday yeah. night. I'm like, hey, honey, I don't want to fix dinner. Like, and, what do you want from Grubhub? <laughs> didn't Taco Bell still the one place you can get gas for a buck something? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, still, that's I'm stealing that. <laughs> yeah. Where do you guys think that you know over the next year that the business is going to go? You know, we're we're and we're in the middle of Q2 now. Where where are we going the rest of the year? I just want to simplify, so I don't know. I'd be first to admit that. I just hope everyone simplifies it. Like, the more, the more competitive it is, the more you have to look inside your doors and, and convert at higher levels. That's where I want these people to think. Because then when they hire companies like you, they even make you look better because they're converting at a far yeah. higher level. They're answering more calls. The TC has sales skills. The experience that when you walk in, people are greeted. And that's you never let a butt hit the chair because the second you do, we've got data that your conversion goes down. Like that's where it's, it's every step of the consumer journey. They've got the growth sitting right there. They make it too difficult. They, you know, because the no-shows, they blame the patient. If they would just blame themselves and reduce that 20% and answer the phone calls they're missing. Yep. Get the, the TC real sales skills, not from another TC in the industry, but real salespeople. If they just plug the phones, the no-shows, and the TC, that's it. Everyone here is going to have the best year of their life yep. without doing anything else. And yep. then if they're working with you or they want to, 
they're going to convert those at a far higher level, so it ends up reducing their pay-per-click spend because they don't have to get as many calls because the ones that are coming in are buying. And it just all ties together, but they make it too hard, in my opinion. I think, yeah. Dino, you're, you're next, and I'll... Well, to, to that point, too, I think them actually um, realizing that they need to be smarter about where they're putting their dollars so that they're actually getting a better ROI. I have this feeling that over the next year, maybe 18 months, we're going to be going into more of a winter time where we've had a summer and spring of plenty this last couple of years. Like people were, so many people were shocked, especially about last year. And it's because everybody had this extra money. I do think we're going to start seeing a little bit more of a winter, meaning that we need to kind of hunker down. We need to make sure our systems are actually working the way they should be working. I feel like there's a almost in some offices a sense of laziness that happened because, oh, everybody's coming to us, no problem. We actually are making crazy money. I know, Brian, you guys have seen uh, for sure 30, 40, 50% increase in 2021. And so people are thinking, this is awesome. But it also, just like in anything, when things are easy, people get weak. And I think sometimes we're going to see, I think we're going to see a lot of systems are going to show how weak they are. What's that saying about you never know who's wearing shorts until the tide goes out, right? <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot of people going, oh, man, I should have spent the last year focusing on my systems, focusing on how to get good sales, have my phone presentation better, because we're going to see some winter happening. Yep. I think, down. I think, um, I think over the next 18 months or so, I think people are, are going to be, as you said, they're going to be forced to be smarter about their money, 100%. I think, and as you were saying, you know, we're already starting to see the trends of, of starts. We had a bunch of, bunch of pent-up demand to, to, for orthos treatments to start. Now, you know, we, we've had, we have, you know, the economy and inflation and everything that's going on. We don't know yep. from, from the economy what's going to happen. So I think, as you were saying, doctors have to think smarter about their money. And, you know, pe- people look at dental monitoring and we're not cheap. You know, it's approximately $240. I disagree. I disagree. Well, I, well, I disagree. I do too. I, I, it's not that you're not cheap. You, I, if you ever say that again yeah. in front Value. of Value. We're no, going off, off right. mic. And, uh, we, yeah. we, no. we are an investment. Yep. Can I that, finish my I'm, point? No, no, <laughs> no, never no. say that word in yeah. front of us again. I yeah. can't believe you said that. Yep. It's not um, cheap. I hear you saying <laughs> So, people don't understand the AI behind dental monitoring. The AI is that second or third employee. What you're paying for with dental monitoring is what you guys do in the outsourcing of phone calls, the outsourcing of of your TC. Dental monitoring is just an outsourcing of a second or third employee that doesn't call in sick. They don't no show. They don't move because they got married or retired because they got start a family or or what have you. Don't complain. And I I think I think people need to realize that you when you talk about being smart with your money, who am, who am I spending it with? And I got to make sure I'm spending it with the people that are the right ones to increase that profitability. I got to make sure I'm using the right marketing people to bring in the right people, having the right people that can close, having a technology that can do all the work for you, yep. like Bob's Gopec model. I think that is the yep. model we're going to start seeing a of, yep. of how can I continue to grow my practice without having to grow additional staff and leverage automation and technology and outsourcing to do it. That's, That's a great the point. easiest way. So, so Bob's the one that, that spoke with me at the OrthoFi workshop. Mm. And, and he's a guy, we use his name a lot because he was our original. We have a lot of them now, but he was kind of our original poster child, if you will, on how we believe 
And again, if this model doesn't fit for everybody, but this is how we believe the practice should be. Somebody walks in your office, someone's right there ready to greet them. And ideally it's the TC. And there's no phone calls going off because if you're heavy clear liner, you're reducing emergency appointments, appointments period, phone calls, et cetera, et cetera. It should be a quiet environment all focused on the customer. So Bob took this to the extreme because he went all in with dental monitoring, OrthoFi, new patient group, right chat, and I think I said dental monitoring, right? Yeah. I said, and, and he said, all of those are my employees. And I'm going to go from a team of 12 and a million-dollar practice. He's now almost a $3 million practice, and he has three employees. And he's living his dream because there's no headaches. And now he's got all these partners that are growing them every year, but he doesn't have to deal with the crap that those companies like me have to deal with. I've got to deal with the employees. <laughs> That's the challenge of saying outsource it to us. <laughs> well, now i got to deal with them. But that, that's the model of the future because it's all customer service. It's experience. And that experience goes away if your phones are ringing off the hook. The TC can't be ready to greet the person. It's chaos in the waiting room. People go somewhere else. I know, the, we're, sorry, I know yeah. we're running close on time, but I wanted to get, David, your, your thought around this. Is I was just talking to a guy right before we came. I know I was a little late. Was, he's a brand-new doctor, just starting out, and he sees these really uh, outgoing doctors and that have these amazing, your, your uh, uh, Dr. Frost and your Kriegers and all this stuff. And he's like, do I have to be like that? That's not who I am. And I've been talking to a couple guys about startups. Mm-hmm. How are you guys as dental monitoring, capturing and helping these startups realize they can spend a lot of money on an iTero scanner. They can spend a lot of money on all this other stuff. But if they were to put it there first in a dental monitoring aspect and a right chat aspect where they can have a practice where you have three people and you don't have to have 30 at any point in, life, in your life whatsoever, and you can make an amazing career and, and help a lot of people. How are you guys approaching those new practice owners to actually get them involved with Dental Monitor? You know, that's... So, I'm, I'm, a, different, I'm a different person. Um, I, no. I, 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 love, I love putting the pieces of the puzzle together. You know, if I were an orthodontist, I'd probably have two or three consultants because right. Dino brings a different value than Brian brings and someone else brings. 100%. I was I actually uh, live in Denver and met with Jill Allen a couple, uh, about a month ago, mm-hmm. and we started kind of we've started kind of tinkering this because people people also think dental monitoring is I'm not at capacity, so I don't need it. Yeah, who cares? Right, your your, cus- yeah. your consumers want it. I don't yes. care if your capacity or not. It's a reason they'd buy it, from you anyway. Right, yeah. and yeah. so and so I was telling Jill. So, you know, we really need to start coming up with a, a business model for this, for these startups. And so she actually had some brilliant ideas. And so, if, you know, if you're a new startup or you're getting ready to do a startup, you know, she's a great one to talk to. And as I explained to a, a guy the other day I said, that's, that's getting ready to open a practice in July, it's like, you know, it's just that's, DM's another fee. I'm like, yeah, but as you continue to grow, DM is also employees. And, and so I think it's extremely important because right now they're, they're kind of, you know, <laughs> They, th- they, they think they're tight on cash because they don't have all the startups or, you know, the, the starts going right now. But, you know, instead of going and hiring that first, em- that one employee to go and answer the phones and then you're going to have to train them and, and, and also teach them how to sell, start by the outsourcing process. Start by, by doing that and build those systems initially. Dental monitoring, yes, it's, it, it helps a lot with capacity, but also use it. Maybe, maybe 
you, you think, okay, dental monitoring is going to be $240 to monitor over the course of treatment. Maybe I can add that in. Brian's got a great podcast on pricing. How, could I, how can you be creative in that way? You know, DM, you can also look at and say, could I, could I put this within a business loan and say, if I'm going to do, you know, my first year, 100, 100 starts or so, it's going to cost me approximately 24000 Could I take out, could I put that attached to my business loan? And could I, could I put that under a marketing, under the P&L? And, and so I think it's just being creative. But, but if you're not, again, it goes back to the consumer. If you're not offering to them what they want, you're not offering them a virtual option for, for their console or, or what have you, then you're just doing yourself a disservice and, and not, and, or the patient a disservice or consumer a disservice. And so I think it's important to go seek out, what are these technologies I can leverage? If it were me and I were opening a practice tomorrow, it'd be 1,200 square feet, two chairs, one TC room. That TC room would only be used for the patients coming in, I would have one bathroom, then I'd have like my little sterilization. I would, I'd have. You'd have the sterilization in the bathroom. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Okay, good and setup. He's different. <laughs> That's a hell of a setup. <laughs> no, those are like the, those are like the main those are like I, the main I rooms. Think you those lost main us room. right there. Yeah, That's yeah. Lost we, you had us until you said that. <laughs> no, the, uh, a bathroom and a sterilization room. Oh, okay. Much better. And and that's it. It would be extremely small, extremely efficient. I would outsource my phone calls immediately so I don't have to find somebody that can sell for me. I would then give that patient an option of, or consumer an option of virtual. I would outsource my, and I would hire someone like Dino's virtual people. I would hire the best marketing person that can drive the right people to my practice at the right time. And I would try to get to 200, 300 starts as fast as possible with two staff. Without needing anybody else. That's yep. it. That is the model that these, these, and that's affordable because right now these kids are coming out of school and they're like, I've got to join something. I've yeah. got to be associated with something. I've yep. got to do something because I can't take out a million dollar loan. Where I used to work, when I used to work for Invisalign, I had a territory that had maybe 10 orthos within, you know, like a 10 block radius. And these guys had like 6,000, 7,000 square foot practices, massage chairs, 10 chairs, yeah. this, that. That used and to these, be the cool thing. And these guys yeah. are coming out, right. these guys are coming out of school and they're like, I can't compete with that. It's like, you don't need to. Yeah, you I would do $5,000 for aligners, yep. $6,000 for braces, because braces take me more time. Yep. Yep. Outsource everything, hire the right people, yep. and let's roll. Agreed completely, except for the bathroom sterilization yeah, that's comment. that's the weird one. Was that a, was that a preloaded question? I just got this image in my mind of what that would look like. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me oh, for a very spirited discussion. David, how can people learn more about dental monitoring? Um, you can go to dental-monitoring.com. If you're still at the AAO, we have a booth. Um, you can reach out to me at d.fitterling.com. F-I-T-T-E-R-L-I-N-G at dental-monitoring.com or just ask somebody else and they probably know me. <laughs> and Dino Watt, how can people find out about what you do? Well, dinowatt.com is the easiest way to go. If you want to follow me on TikTok, you'll find out about me personally. But yeah, dinowatt.com, uh, D-I-N-O-W-A-T-T, -T, no S. And we also have a booth right here uh, next to some... Something next to another, <laughs> next to another booth, <laughs> next, next to a clear aligner booth. Yeah, <laughs> it actually, it actually is. You know, no, it's a 3D printer. You know, next. there's a lot of booths. Oh, that's right. The <laughs> yeah, is that, there's that big uh, uh, retainers, whatever something. My, my uh, Rob, my partner in Right Chat, I saw him walk by us twice. He's walking all over the place because his job was to come video this, so we all get some content sent to us. Never could find the booth. That'll show you he could never find us. He's walking all over. <laughs> he the He could place. never find us, and we're right here. He could never find us. It's Where like there's so many there's things you, you miss the you miss the obvious. We're 
were sitting on a corner on a table of four with four giant microphones <laughs> and headphones. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was one. I was like, we're over here. And our I booth has flashing lights. Well, oh, again, going back to the, the 8,000 people for uh, 10,000 10, different uh, uh, booths around here. Well, it's, it's a good crazy. analogy. Of, you have so many things going on that you miss the obvious. Yeah. And yeah, that yeah, is as business true. owners, that crap happens to us in all industries all, all, all the time. That's okay. How can people find out about Right Chat and New Patient Group, Brian? Yeah, so, so three ways, newpatientgroup.com for, for New Patient Group, uh, rightchat.com for Right Chat, and then check out the New Patient Group podcast. And uh, yeah, those are, those are three ways. Awesome, guys. Thanks again for joining us here at AAO 2022. On behalf of Brain Bites Creative, the on-demand orthodontist, and the Get It Straight podcast, I'm Jason Sroden. We'll see you next time. <laughs>